game. Well, it's time now to say hi to a very keen Steve Fines, who's here. Actually, I've been telling everybody it's after 11, but uh, obviously your interview went so badly. I, I, I actually just couldn't <laughs> wait, can I be honest? It's good to see you, good to see you. Um, I've... well, let's, let's crack in, shall we? Well, I, I was going to say, you know, we normally talk about local stuff. Yeah, 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 yeah. But I've had every single breakfast this week yeah. disturbed by looking at Donald Trump. <laughs> it's getting insane, it's isn't just, it? I can't, I'm sorry, I'm, I'm just bursting with this. Yeah. I mean, that man is so vile, and I'm trying to be objective here. Absolutely, as always. Uh, um, have, you, have you seen today's one? Which is today's? He's told the president of Mexico he'll send, <laughs> Mexico he'll send the troops down to deal with bad hombres. Bad hombres. Bad hombres. Mm. <laughs> yeah. However, I did read this on Facebook, <laughs> and we it don't be, know these days. Yeah. Yeah, that's so false. Yeah, I tell no, you. I mean, I tell you, I mean, I, I kind of keep thinking, what is it he's going to do next, you know? You it, and squillions of others. Yeah, I know, I'm not, th these are not unique thoughts, I'm, I'm not uh, pretending, but, I, I mean, I, I was listening to somebody the other day who said, well, the only thing you can say about Trump is, there's nothing unpredictable here. No, he's actually doing what he said he would do. I suppose that's fair enough, but the trouble is, what he said he'd do is so appalling... It's all this blanket mentality. <laughs> and then, you know, for example, I mean, the thing that's obviously been much in the news has been this, this immigrant ban and the... the is it the, a ban? The, the, yeah. the, the, or whatever it is. Well, no, there's two things. There's the immigrant ban and there's the, the sort of prescribed list of countries where they've also got bad hombres, incidentally. You know? not, not Saudi, though. Not, no, just, not, not Saudi. <laughs> that's the glaring elephant who, in the room. Who sent people to blow up... Well, they didn't send them, but they were Saudis who... Signed up, the check. ...blew up the Twin Towers. So, I mean, you've got all of that going on. And he's going, you know, this has just worked out fine. And I'm thinking, talk about parallel universes. The thing that cracks me up is the shrinks are in there now, and they think he's got, a, you know, a, 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 what's it called, massive narcissist complex and all that kind of stuff. He seems over-modest to me. He won't back <laughs> down, will he? No. Is, is it good when you have a lead? Well, mind you, Hitler didn't back well, down. Well, I was going to say this. <laughs> mind you, let's not go down that avenue because, you know, people are starting to compare that your I... average dictator blends in, he's one of the boys, yeah. he says yes, and the next thing you go, boom. Th this is not a fair comparison. I, I, was reading, <laughs> I was reading a comparison. Trump hasn't yet which, annihilated which, which six million people. Which you wouldn't have thought of and I wouldn't have thought of. Yeah. But it was made by Peter Wilby in The New Statesman. He says, you know who Trump most reminds me of? Yeah. Nikita Khrushchev. Okay, go on. And I'm thinking, blimey, that's an interesting... I hadn't thought about that. And it was, of course, Khrushchev who took the reckless, reckless gamble with the Cuban missiles, thinking, you know, that broke John Kennedy. He's, he's a novice. I, I'll, you know. Who took a reckless gamble uh, with the Bay of Pigs. Well, well yes. <laughs> so you'd had the Bay of Pigs previously. Then you had him moving in the nuclear, nuclear missiles onto Cuban soil. And he thought, you know, that, that bloke, I'll just, just wave, wave my arms around and he'll back down. And, you know, you kind of feel that, that this is the way that Trump behaves. I'll keep waving my arms. They don't... And then, of course, it was, in fact, Khrushchev who backed down in the end. Mm. Well, as you've appeared, so has, uh, <coughs> so, so has some emails for you. You're oh, feeling, really? You're a bit crooked. I'm a bit, yeah. I may, I, I may actually conk out midway, but we'll see how this you goes. You can do the rest in semaphore. Yeah. So I wanted to say hi to Dave, who said... Um, is Trump a target? I mean, this sounds like a schoolboy's school question, but Dave says, is Trump a target? Will someone shoot him or will he be impeached? Now, whatever you think of that daft question, I bet everybody's thinking it. Everybody's thinking it. I mean, George Soros, the, the financier, has, has said very confidently he can see no way that, that Trump will get through this presidency without being impeached. Or, one, or something. Um, you know, 
I mean, he has a lot of security, so one assumes his personal safety. But yeah, but hey. some of these, this. What about this? Take a bullet for the president yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Would they? I don't know. Would I they? honestly don't know. I mean, um, unfortunately for Americans, there is there is history of American presidents being <coughs> assassinated, or as in the case of Ronald Reagan, injured. Nearly. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that that you know that could have gone. Like, one man's assassination is another man's failure, or lack yeah. of you know, etc. Yeah. yeah. See, people, let's do the things that the people thing are is saying. The thing is so extreme. Oh, I know. That that you know, Popcorn you don't and hot think dogs. a nice little you know, oh, he'll get. You know, there'll, there'll be a vote in the Senate. There are people saying, no, 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 we've gone past all of that stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, Richard just wrote to me, he says, most of the countries were on a list put together by Obama. Well, that's been said as well. Yeah, that's been, well, it's been said by Two, Trump, 2011, actually. apparently. Yeah, yeah. But we'll it's get quite, into a he said, she yeah, said. Yeah, but, but the point is that, that that wasn't a list that Obama drew the conclusion from that, that, you know, you weren't going to allow any Syrians to come into America. He just said, this is a list of countries with potential... You know, I hate to use the term, the, the, the Trumpian term, bad hombres, but, you know, with potentially bad people on it. Yeah. You know, was it you that said to me that great phrase the other day? Hey, enough about that. What did you think of the rest of the opera, Mrs. Lincoln? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so good. You are sort of reminded of that, aren't That's you? So good. <laughs> But, I mean, it is the gift that keeps on giving. You could arguably <coughs> say that a big change is worthy. I'm, it, do you know what? I'm really interested, very selfishly, to see how he, how he dangles the carrot or the stick to China, or whether he will, in oh, fact. Or what, you know? I mean, you know, the, the interesting thing about the China aspect of this is I think the Taiwanese actually are quite happy with the status quo. Bingo. And, and, and Trump is going, no, 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 we'll recognise you, maybe... Possibly now, in negotiations. Yeah, remind us of this one. So basically, it was a tacit agreement or something like that that <coughs> America wouldn't officially get behind Taiwan, but they have. Well, this the was unspoken the, the, thing. The, 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 I mean, just in case anybody's not up with the history, yeah. um, America only recognised Taiwan as the Republic of China until the Nixon period. Nixon then... Um, famously went up to Beijing with, with Henry Kissinger, did the deal essentially with Zhou Enlai, but this was still during the time of Mao Zedong. And part of the deal was um, the Chinese wanted uh, the Americans to classify Taiwan as a renegade province. Right. And the Americans said, no, no, we won't do that, but we will just recognise the People's Republic of China. And So know, it's, it's, yeah, it's it what was they didn't kind, say. It's, yeah, it's what they didn't say. So now Trump is saying... Well, you know, it seems to me Taiwan's an independent country. Um, but I don't think he's serious about this. I think he thinks this is a clever ploy to manoeuvre China into making some sort of trade concession. And I, <laughs> nobody in China <coughs> looking at this says, and how is that going to work exactly? Well, you know, chucking out the Trans-Pacific Partnership, even the BBC wrote, and it's a busy news day for China. Yes. Because they're going, all right, yeah, yeah. game I on. I mean, if you think about this... The big winner at the moment, I mean, the sort of who's the adult in the room? Yeah. It was Xi Jinping turning up in Davos, talking about, you know, peace, being calm, being blah, blah, blah. And he, like, I thought, oh, yeah, yeah. He seems a bit more sensible than that bloke who's just about to take over the White House. <laughs> so, you know, I think, I think the people in Beijing, although they're saying they're very unhappy with all these statements, are going, boy, this is, this is Christmas come early for us. That's what I'm saying. It's yeah. like just pulling the pin on a hand grenade and leaving yeah. it in the middle of a room. Yeah. I mean, because <coughs> I can't think of a single country in the world, except apparently for Saudi Arabia, where people are really happy 
or possibly Russia as well, where people are really happy with Donald Trump. I mean, you just see Vox Pops from the most obscure parts of the world and people are going, I hate that man. I hope he never comes to our country. This cracks me up because... 1.6 went- million people in, in Britain have signed a petition saying we don't want him here on a state visit. Didn't they do something like that before? Before he got the job? I mean, lots of petitions have been floating yeah. around, I think. Because it isn't the rule if you get 100,000 signatures. They have to debate it in Parliament. True? Yes, it they is. They do? Yeah. Well, do they have to, or is it like they can? No, I think, I think it, the rule is they have to. So there'll probably be a debate oh, on Oh, easy to get those signatures. But, you know, I mean, the fact of the matter is that um, once you've issued an invitation for a state visit, the Brits aren't going to withdraw it. I mean... You know, this isn't how things work. But anyway... You know, there's a bring him to the UK petition as well. <laughs> yes. Straight up. Yeah. So, I mean, this is this is all on Facebook, which yeah. is a page, a web page, uh, or Twitter or whatever. Or I whatever. mean, talk about that stuff. I mean, using using Twitter for all of these, you know, I'll get them kind of thing. And these sort of... I mean, he's up at very he's odd them. hours of the day and night yeah. tweeting away. I mean, I, you do wonder about I that. I think he might have saved Twitter, because they apparently, in the big picture, were going down the tube business-wise. Yeah. Boom. Yeah, I don't think they've really got a revenue model yet. <laughs> they've just got a presidential model. Um, any any um, sort of links, <coughs> n- knock-ons to Hong, to Hong Kong here, or is it...? Well, I think the interesting thing is that if the uh, relationship between China and the United States goes down the swanee, and Trump doesn't care about Hong Kong, he doesn't care about Probably Taiwan, even know but he is happy to use it as a tool. Yeah. And you know, if someone says to him, yeah, why don't you mention things going on in Hong Kong? You go, yeah, 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 we can knock him with that as well. I mean, so Hong Kong's just sort of caught there. It's, it's very scary. I just, it just makes me laugh. Uh, no, wrong word. Oh, he's so stupid. Well, he's, I'm, that, I'm, he's that stupid just makes that me he's, cry, he's the president of the United States. I know. I it's know. like he's won a game. He's won, a, he's won a game, and, he, he, you know, he won it. Whether it's fair and square or not, I don't know, but, but he won it. But this is his whole way of operating, is that there's, a you know, a polar choice, winning and losing. And, in fact, diplomacy doesn't work like that. No. It's, you've got a bit, they've got a bit, both walk away, saying we've won a great victory. But he doesn't want to do that. He's going, oh, those guys are losers. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm just trying to go to the Auntie Beeb webpage. page. And go to the bit that says uh, America... And see if see what the sort of the top headline is for today. Um, and oh, here we are. Hang on. See if it's it's got to be him. It's got to be him. It's not going to be anything oh, else. It's a, it's a boring one. Tilson sworn in as top US diplomat. It's yeah. all the swearings in and stuff. Uh, and also we must talk about Trudeau because he's saying stuff like, "Come here." Don't worry about it. You yeah, he's, a, he's an interesting character. So the wall's going to be built up north as opposed to down. Yeah, I mean, what, what's <laughs> going to happen with that? You know, he's saying all the time. <coughs> you know, we're your pup. We're, we're your neighbours, which of course they are, um, and we really don't go. We're not going to behave like you are. Mm. And I suppose Trump's attitude to that was, "You're just losers, you guys." It's insane, though. In your, in you your... know what makes me laugh yeah. is you know all these pictures you see from the White House because he's signing executive orders. They're like those Kim Jong Un pictures, aren't they, they, are. they? When they're all smiling. But the, 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 the one that really gets me is this guy um, Pence, the vice president. He seems to be grinner in chief. I mean, he seems to have one role which is to stand there and grin while Donald signs a piece of paper. Well, yeah, basically. It's a great job. That's what he does. After the news, we're going to get to some nitty-gritty, because I've got some emails, a couple of emails for you. There's been some amazing stuff going on in Hong, Hong Kong this week. Nobody's been, ab- nobody's been abducted. No. That's, we know that no, for a fact. No, we know that for a fact. 
And unless, you know... Even though they had a couple of female bodyguards, which is sort of a bit James Bondish. Very cool, though. Yeah. And although nobody's been abducted, if we hadn't read about this in the news, we wouldn't know about this. But just to say nobody's been abducted in the news on the front page. No, not recently. What else... How's Carry On doing? Well, that campaign, that that knife-edge campaign in which Carry carry On Lamb will become the chief executive is still knife-edge between either Carry or Carry or... Listen, you're going to laugh at me now, but are we going to hear more of the judge? Yes. I think he'll get nominated. Leave it there. We'll be back after the news. So Steve's in the house, as you've heard. I'm going to call him an ambulance now. You're an ambulance. Uh, Morning Brew at rthk.hk. Keep him coming. And still in with Steve Vines now. Not the fastest of news weeks, but the stuff we do have is quite perky. Uh, There's a a bout of sycophytus going around that renders (laughs) those suffering from it mute and deaf. Yes, yes. Um, it, it is interesting. I, I don't know what you're talking about, of course, but it is interesting how they all cluster around the new boss. Mm. Um, so, you know, all these people go, oh, it's very hard to tell who's going to win this election, but should we just stand next to Carrie Lamb as often as possible? As I said last week, I hope you're wrong. I yeah, mean, well... You, I, you won't be. I don't think so. No, what I'm talking about I, is um, the fellow who wasn't... In any way, shape, or form, abducted from the Four oh, Seasons yes, Hotel, yes, and and any time anybody's been asked about it, anybody in the top tiers of government or the CE candidate, uh, you know, the racers, apart from one, the judge, they've gone. Mm, it's lovely weather. Is that the time? Yes, is that the time? Yes. Um, and Let's go. So, so that's so we got, we're talking about for the listener, the one listener who hasn't followed this story. We're talking about Mr. Um, Xiao Jianhua, who um, leads something wonderfully named the Tomorrow Group. Um, brackets, lots of money, lots of different businesses. Oh, yeah. So he stays, when he's in Hong Kong, apparently, in the Four Seasons, as you do, and um, a, a group of hefty chaps turn up at the hotel in broad daylight... Get in the van. ...and say, <laughs> will you accompany us to the mainland? He goes, no. They say, will you accompany us to the mainland? <laughs> and he goes, right, OK, no problem. Um, I do want to keep my kneecaps. Now, I mean, I'm being slightly light-hearted about it, but this is serious stuff because it is very clearly stated in the basic law which is that, you know, mainland um, judicial authorities, which would include the police, would include other um, parts of the armed forces, are not allowed to conduct operations in Hong Kong. It's very clear. It's yeah. in black and white. <laughs> so we've already seen the abduction of the booksellers from Hong Kong, which now I don't think even the biggest um, flag waver will deny occurred. Now we've got this happening. And you think, gosh, you're going to get a really vigorous response from the Hong Kong government because it does undermine their authority. It does undermine rule of law here. And you've seen C.Y. Leung very firmly saying... Yes, and then you've seen the three uh, chief executive hopefuls, with the exception of Wu Kwok Hing, who says, look, you've really got to find out what's going on here and do something about it, going, well, you know, I don't really know the details. It could be complicated. Oh, gosh. Mm, uh, uh." Anyway, this is my day for nail cleaning, so I'm a bit busy. So, you know, (coughs) it's very, very worrying this lax attitude to these things which go to the very core of how Hong Kong in- maintains <clears throat> its autonomy 
under the basic law. In the big picture, you're not surprised. We've known all along that uh, even when China and, and Brits, the Brits had this thing going, well, it's ours, really. I mean, you've got some good stories about that from times gone by. The Chinese side, it's ours anyway. Let the Brits have their fun. Uh, if you are a Chinese citizen, who cares if you've got a Canadian passport, you're a Chinese citizen. That, so, really, are you surprised? Well, I'm surprised by the blatant way this was handled. I mean, they are so empowered now. I mean, with the booksellers... Nobody knew at the time that they were being abducted. It was only after they'd gone. Well, nobody would have known about this fellow if he hadn't said, no, I'm OK, thank you. Well, no, they did, because I think... <laughs> More because, because it took place... Because the abduction... Yeah, oh, yeah. sorry, the alleged abduction. May, may I add that word? I love that legal... That, that weasel is word, that a caveat? alleged. Is that a caveat? Is that a... Oh, it's nonsense. <laughs> but I'll, I'll add it anyway. Um, you know, because the, of the alleged abduction. But, you know, it was done in broad daylight. Yeah, that's not the most sophisticated... <laughs> in a six-star hotel. <laughs> yes. and, and, you know, it is likely that people would have noticed, and they did. And then I think it was Ming Bao who, who ran the story originally, but it was one of the papers ran it. And um, now his company instantly put out a statement, going, no, no, he's, he's, he's overseas seeking treatment. And then they went, oh, well, when we said overseas, we didn't quite mean overseas. I mean, you know, it's clear what happened. The only question is how stout will Hong Kong's own leaders be in defending Hong Kong's constitutional rights? Well, they haven't. And we haven't seen it happening, and that's what worries me. Yeah. Not, yeah. Not, I'm not... You know, I don't know what Mr Xiao is up to. I don't know what power struggle he's got on the wrong side of. That's but what people are saying, isn't it? That's what's happened. And, you know, he'll have to sort that out. It's almost like somebody said, just reel him in. Well, that's I simple. think... You know, I don't know. He's obviously upset somebody. Hmm. Because these things all have a reason. They're not purely arbitrary. So I assume that, um, uh, you know, they may even find... Because apparently... Uh, can I share this with the listener? Apparently there's corruption on the mainland. Apparently so. Did you hear that before? Well, listen... So apparently they may find that there's been some corruption in his company. Let's Who remember knows? that he's got Canadian citizenship, so what, maybe, what are the Canucks doing? He's supposed to have a, um, a diplomatic passport as well from... From from Antigua some, and Barbuda, uh, yeah, Antigua and somewhere, yeah. yeah. So good luck with that. Yeah, good luck with that one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm I'm a diplomat. You can't touch me. But I just I just <coughs> I just wondered. He, I'm just reading the bog standard bio here. He also owns properties in the United States and a private jet. Well, what happened for that? Well, we all have one of those. I mean, yeah. that's nothing. That's but, nothing. But um, I just wonder if Canada has had anything much to say well i mean i mean they'll be told to get lost yeah they'll be told to get lost i mean remember that um um uh goimin uh, goimin i keep forgetting his name that the the bookseller who's still in in the mainland in detention is in fact a swedish national Mm. and the the, this does not matter the 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 chinese authorities have said What's your point? That bloke's Chinese. Yeah, well, that's right. That's, yeah. I mean, that's a given. So I don't, there's yeah. no point so in acting surprised about that. I don't think the Canadians are going to be able to do much about this. And, of course, they do need to be approached by the family. And the family may be deciding that, you know, the situation's quite serious enough without escalating it to a diplomatic level. I don't know. We're getting some great cloak and daggers in Hong Kong now, aren't we? It, it's getting bad. I mean, you can be lifted off the streets of Beijing any day of the week. Oh, yeah. You can probably be lifted off the streets in London any day of the week. I don't think you can. No, by by a special branch or whatever. So let you know. Really, you do have to produce the warm body. Yeah. In a court of law within 24 hours. I know, but what I'm saying is this stop and nick thing. It's a worldwide phenomenon. This goes to the whole (laughs) basic issue of rule of law. Yeah. 
So where you have rule of law, you cannot just remove people off the streets and um, just say, I'm going to say nothing about where they are. They do have to be brought before a judge of some kind. You know that thing about doth protest too much. So what's this about adverts in the papers and stuff? I mean, throughout history, Steve... Well, the adverts in the paper are allegedly from, him. from his company, That's not what I'm from saying. him, from but his like, company. Th- throughout history... Isn't it the case that whenever somebody appears on TV going, no, it's OK, don't panic, Mr Mannerin, yeah, the, they have been yeah, lifted. Yeah, 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 press the panic And button. they have got, like, yeah. jump cables wired to their yeah, knees or yeah. something. Well, I mean, you saw those... Do you remember the ghastly um, videos that were made in the case of the booksellers where, you know, they were sitting there going, oh, you know, it's really lovely to be in the People's Republic. We, You know, nobody's happier. Just stop while the going's good. Happier than Larry, etc., <laughs> etc. Et yeah, Butlins. Yeah. But that, I mean, that, that's something we, we see awful lot. And, and, you know, it seems to work there, that whole thing. About, I'm OK. And, and there's always a, a, an illness or a car fine or, or something. Yeah, something. I mean, you know, the fact is that... that where you have rule of law, you actually have to have a specific charge against someone and you have to produce evidence. Where you don't have rule of law, you just say, he's guilty, put him in jail. You mentioned and a very we're good we're supposed p- to have a, a different system here. You mentioned a very good point, Steve. I mean, Guay High, he's not newsworthy flavour of the month anymore, <laughs> but as you point out, Paul Giza's still there. He's still there. He's still either in jail or in some sort of confined circumstances. Yeah. It's very unclear. I know. I, I mean, know. his daughter, who lives in, in, in London, doesn't have a very clear idea where he is either. Mm. So, big picture, is this, is this possibly a, a hand slap to Hong Kong saying, remember, who's your daddy? Possibly. Or possibly it's, we don't care. Well, there, there is We that, don't care. There is that one. So, the significance of this fellow compared to, I don't think, I think they're totally different, different you know, balls of wax, if you like. To the booksellers, so the booksellers yeah, yeah, yeah. is he clearly um, it has upset someone. We, the problem is we don't know. With the booksellers, we understood what the problem was: is that the party leadership didn't like books being produced well, no. with gossip about their affairs, and they kicked up so much about it that people started saying, "Perhaps it's true." Perhaps it's true. We better, we better look at those books a bit more carefully. Yeah. Except they've all been removed from the bookshelf, so they're very hard to get in Hong Kong now. Which is another point that that has been overlooked because <coughs> if you look at the aftermath of this, the booksellers, they've been extremely successful. All sorts of books that they don't like have been cleared from Hong Kong bookshelves throughout the territory. Printers who used to print books of this kind are now declining to accept them for printing. Mm. So terror does work. I'm mm. sorry to say this. As you say, book, bookshops are going down like flies. Yeah. and <clears throat> Now, you, whether that's because of the you know, online you, business you, or you, what. You go to the airport and you try and find a decent bookshop, they're all gone. Yeah. They've been replaced by Chinese state bookshops. Mm. So, you know, this is all terrifying stuff. Yeah, I know. It's an interesting one, too, indeed. But uh, were you as surprised to hear about this? Um, this, whole, this whole shebang, basically. Because as of, what, five days ago or something, whenever it came out, like, who's this fella? And, and you know, we hear stories about uh, the Chinese government not letting people into Macau anymore because they've got a big thing about money laundering. We, this one, this well, one's got... Well, not, not only money laundering. I mean, they're, they're turning away all sorts of people who've got democratic affiliations Ray in Chan Hong Kong. the other day. Yeah, I mean, like, like, like flies. I mean, Macau is not notorious for tolerance of, of dissent so <clears throat> but again it's supposed to be an SAR it's supposed to have autonomy blah 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 Macau seems to be a bit more clear about what it does though I just get that impression they're like no next there's well, no fannying Macau around just is, 
yes, sir. Well, or, maybe so. Or, or yes, comrade. You know, and they, they, they seem they to... They don't co- sort of seem to have another vocabulary. They seem to come out of it these days looking like, oh, well, that's Macau, they've handled it. Next. Mm, well, that's one way of looking at it. That right. is one way of looking at you it. You know what I mean? My way of looking at it is that they're, they're, they're so, their nose is so close to the brown stuff that, um, you know, it's very it's, hard to clean it up. Here's one. Um, tell me, tell me, you know, it says HK police deny involvement in Shao incident. Hong Kong police said on Wednesday night the reports claiming the force was involved in the arrest of mainland tycoon Xiao Jinhua on Friday were, quote, purely speculative and carried no truth. Well, I think that's probably the case. I mean, I, the whole yeah, point is. That, that, that forces who were not supposed to be operating on Hong Kong territory were. The it's police, fair to say the cops the, probably knew nothing about yes, this. Yes, <laughs> I think the police had every right. I mean, if the police suspect a crime has been committed, of course they have a right to, to intervene. But, you know, it's interesting that they put out this statement because in one way it is actually a snub to the mainland authorities saying, you know, you, you just came in here and did it. We have nothing to do with this. I think very often it's down to Hong Kong government ease. The quote, government ease, as in the language of, you know, purely speculative and carried no truth. That's fancy language of saying, we know nothing. Yeah. And it would be better to say, we know nothing. Well, no, wait a minute. Uh, sorry, sorry. Just, like, just it wasn't the, us. You're, you're expecting the government to, to speak in plain English or plain Chinese. But I all, don't think it's so. It's all this dancing around well, language that do. leads people that's to think that there's that's smoke what, and fire. Yeah, that's what they do. You know what I mean? Yeah. All right. They then. don't do clean language. We'll be back after the news for a few more minutes with Steve Vines, Morning Brew at rthk.hk if you want to get in touch. I want to say hi to Dave, who sent us an email. It's about Carrie. And actually, forget all the toilet roll nonsense and everything. It's the, the, um, feeding that panhandler who would, who'd been sent down the here. 500 bucks, you, yeah. you got it. And now what's happening is all these other old people are going up there begging, thinking that that's the lucky place to be. Yeah. Anyway, we'll be back in a bit.
way on Radio 3 and level up. It's nearly time for our news at 11.30, then back with Steve Vines. R-T-H-K, Radio 3. Radio 3 weather. It's going to be mainly cloudy, a bit of rain... But this afternoon, some sunny intervals. Moderate to fresh, allegedly. Easterly winds, occasionally strong offshore. Sunny intervals tomorrow, some rain on Saturday, but fine thereafter. 17 degrees now, 82%. I on Radio 3, and better do better. Five more minutes with Steve Vines today. He'll be back to his normal time next Thursday, and up to his normal tricks. We've got a couple of emails here, Steve. I want to say hi to Richard, who says uh, the problem... He's talking about Donald Trump here. Yeah. Problem's very simple. The pundits appear not to realise it. He headed a privately owned business empire in which his word was the law. No employee could naysay him or you're fired. Um, he's simply acting as he's always acted, hence the hissy fits uh, and and if he is oh if he is naysayed in any way. And he fires the Attorney General as he would have any dissenting employee. He said it's his company, now it's his country. Yeah, I mean I, I would just say as somebody who leads another life in business, if you run a business and you're stupid enough not to listen to what other people, your other managers and supervisors and what have you, have to tell you. You're an idiot. But he's renowned for that. No, he's renowned for it. But I'm just saying, <laughs> don't, don't, don't tar all businessmen with that um, dictatorial brush. And one quickie here from David. He's talking about, he's still talking about Carrie Lamb here. He said, um, just like the baby milk situation, can you uh, imagine how distressed I was when I couldn't find any cheap toilet rolls in Yun Long because they'd all been sold to our acquaintances over the border? Now, what the government doesn't know is, like baby milk, it's better that the shop's tell the locals they're sold out and charge more money from the tourists from guess where. I really think Carrie should help some of the old ladies with the litter and cardboard boxes and stuff that we get from the tourists in Yun Long. Then she could stop for a cup of tea in the outside restaurants where the school kids used to eat. Ah, but she can't now because all the table and chairs aren't allowed. Urban and hygiene, he says. So let's carry on. My only add to that one, Dave, is I thought begging was illegal in Hong Kong. And my takeaway from that is, why was he looking for cheap loo roll? Bingo! I mean, you know, there is such a thing as four-ply. I'm just saying. Four-ply? Yeah. We just had a kiss in my day. Go on. We have another one here from Bowen, who, who's basically um, saying that there's two aspects to this whole business about uh, if you fall into the clutches of the Chinese authorities, whether you're going to be a um, considered to be... Um, a Chinese national or not. He says, uh, according to a National People's Congress Standing Committee ruling, mm -hmm. anybody who was born in Hong Kong before 1997 who's ethnically Chinese, they're just deemed to be foreign nationals. They're, they're deemed to be Chinese nationals even if they do hold foreign passports, which is interesting. He says, so that means that the former Canadian um, Governor-General, Adrian Clarkson, who was born in Hong Kong, if... For some, for some reason they schlepped her away in, into China, they'd say, well, you might have been the former Attorney General of... Um, uh, 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 the Governor General of, uh, of, of Canada, but, hey, according to us... That's right. You're, you're one of ours. That's right, and we've heard this time and time again. And the point he ma also makes, he goes on to make, is... Um, which is worrying, of course, is that the MPC Standing Committee has this habit of, if in doubt, change the rules... So, you know, if they, if out of convenience, they don't like 
something or other. They just say, right, the ruling is now this. Mm. That's very worrying, because that's rule by law, not rule of law. Mm. There is a difference. Bowen, I know you understand all this stuff. Is there any way round it? Because, as I said, we hear, from this, we hear about this time and time again, and as far as I'm concerned, that's why they keep lifting these people in Hong Kong, because they're considered to be Chinese nationals. As simple but, as that well, sounds. Well, that, that, that's, that's one argument. The other argument is... is what are they doing doing it is here? Is what they're doing it here, exactly. But Hong Kong's a Chinese national. Yeah. Uh, and it goes on. Just before we leave this, thanks, Bowen, really nice of you to write. Before we leave this one, what about this Freedom House report? Uh, in its latest report, uh, published yesterday, Hong Kong was again rated as partly free, though its overall score for political rights and civil liberties dropped from 63 to 61 out of 100. The report said Beijing's encroachment on freedoms in the territory is reflected in, among other things, the recent interpretation of the basic law aimed at barring independence advocates from the legislature. So basically, once again, we're on an international radar, mm. not in a good way. And we're talking two words, nail and coffin. Yeah. Are they, are they, though, or is this just well, an NGO I jumping mean, up and down? Fr- Freedom House is, I have to say, is a controversial body. Um, but nonetheless, um, it, this is, you know, Hong Kong status as an international city, does depend on perception. It does. If the perception keeps eroding that you have rule of law, that you have freedom here, people say, I ain't bothering with Hong Kong. Well, Hong Kong's like the cuckoo, where, where, yeah. where, that does certain things in its own nest. Yeah. This, this thing says China scored <coughs> 15 out well, of China would be very so, low, So 15, yeah. you know, low must be yeah. the really bad one, out of 100 on the think tank's Freedom Index, which puts it into the not-free category and below countries, below countries such as Iran, Russia and the Democratic Republic of Congo. Well, so Hong Kong's in the middle. So which way does it want to go, yeah, if you think I mean, about Hong it? Hong Kong would actually do a lot better being higher up on that list if you take these lists seriously. Yeah, well, that's... I mean, you know, one thing, one thing... Do not in what was it? Don't meddle in our internal affairs yeah. and stuff. So once again, we've got an American or an international body saying, which only proves that uh, we're all run by the CIA. Clap.